Hello, welcome to another podcast episode. I'm so excited that you're listening. I have not recorded an episode since I think the end of November. So this is the first episode back and I'm very excited. Recently, just decided to take this podcast public. I started off with the first five episodes as private episodes, and I did that because I've never done a podcast in my life, and I wanted to give myself less pressure for it to be perfect, and I felt like if I had it on Spotify and Apple, I would have thought about too much about making it perfect. That must be the Virgo in me, but... That really helped me get out of that perfectionism. And after five episodes, I felt pretty confident. So I made it public on Spotify and Apple. I added it to our website. And now I'm ready and I'm back. And I'm going to be trying to be consistent on podcasts. It's hard to be consistent sometimes with content. But I'm going to give it my best. I also feel like I don't like to pressure myself too much on having something come out every single week. So if you just follow and subscribe the podcast, you'll just see when episodes come out. Honestly, (laughs) I'm that kind of person. I like to do things when I'm feeling in the vibe and in the energy and I'm feeling excited about it. And sometimes that doesn't work out for batching content or recording every Thursday. I don't know. I, it just doesn't work for me. I like to live in the moment and be a little more spontaneous and flowy with my energy and how I show up. So anyway, thank you for listening. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about four myths that might be sabotaging your creative service-based business. I've been offering creative services since... 2011, maybe even before that. And I've done everything. I Right now, I'm a web designer. I also do sales pages. And I also do mentorship and education. And I love astrology and I love creative direction. I like to do a lot of things. I'm multifaceted. Right now, our business is mainly a design studio, but I've always been offering creative services like my whole life, pretty much it feels like, or ever since I graduated high school. In 2011, I basically was a freelance photographer. And while I was a waitress at the old spaghetti factory, I was a waitress there for three years. I obviously did not like being a waitress and I wanted to do creative stuff. I'm a creative. I want to be creative. I want to feel fulfilled. And giving people spaghetti wasn't creative, but it did help me get by. So no hate against spaghetti factory or waitressing. It was a great time in my life but I wanted to be creative. I used to do photography and offer senior portraits. I just got out of high school, so I had people who had younger brothers and sisters who wanted their senior pictures taken. I did couple photo shoots. I did photo shoots for someone's dad's retirement party. Basically, any sort of portrait type of photo shoot I started doing. So I was offering creative services like forever ago and charging money and clients. And I feel like then at the time I probably didn't even have contracts because I was just so new. Since I've been offering creative services for so long, I've definitely 
believed some of these myths that I'm about to break down. I've also thought all of these were true. I've dealt with all of these sorts of things in my own path of operating creative business. And I've also witnessed a lot of other creatives holding themselves back because they might believe there's only one way to do things or one path to success or that they might need to follow the same path as someone they look up to. They, If that person's doing this, then I probably should do this too to be successful, which I've been there. I've done that. I sometimes still do that. I don't think it's something that ever goes away in the entrepreneurship journey. But I'm going to set the record straight. Sometimes what we consider myths are nothing more than just excuses that prevent us from taking action towards reaching our goals. They're like just excuses and limiting beliefs that we decide to hold on to instead of thinking outside the box and trying something new. And I don't want you to be stuck in that place anymore. So that is what this podcast episode is all about. If you're a creative service provider and you're really wanting to grow your business, then I would listen to some of these myths that I'm going to be breaking down for you. Myth number one is you have to dramatically increase your prices to grow. This is something I believed that I had to do. I was offering design services, branding and website packages. I would raise our prices every year. And there was one point where we were quoting up to $20,000 for a branded web design package that kind of had all the bells and whistles and everything included in it. And one of the ways that we learned how to price our services was this type of pricing called value-based pricing. It was a buzzword at the time. I think that instead of packaging your services, you took the prices off your website and you would talk to your clients over a discovery call, figure out their needs, and then give them a custom quoted price based on the value that you could provide for them. So if you were maybe designing them a sales page and they were going to make a million dollars off the sales page, you would price the project based off like how much money the project would make for them. So we started doing that. And honestly, after doing it for a year, it didn't feel right. Our prices felt really high. We didn't have prices on our website. People had to schedule calls and we had to send proposals that were completely custom to every single person that reached out to us and got on these discovery calls with us and we did give them options like we were like this is the highest best option we think you should do here's a lower option we would also ask our clients like what's the range of your budget so we maybe wouldn't like i don't know go too high over what they were saying but this type of pricing really limited our accessibility to many business owners who couldn't afford our services And we really wanted to be available for more people. Like we didn't want to only work with people who could spend $20,000, you know. We wanted to be accessible for more small business owners. And honestly, that price and type of pricing just didn't feel right or sit well with us. And there's nothing wrong with it. Like plenty of people do this type of pricing. But you don't have to go this route to grow your business. And honestly, the truth is excessively high prices can eventually alienate your potential clients. 
Myth number two, adding more services leads to higher income. There is a common misconception that adding more deliverables, revisions, bonuses, adding more types of services, adding more packages, giving people more options somehow makes your services more valuable. I feel like this is called value stuffing. Sometimes I do this when I'm creating like a course or something. I'll add more to the course, like more videos and more lessons and more bonuses and more things that are included. And honestly, offering too many options in your services and in courses and things like that can overwhelm your clients. And in many cases, simplicity yields better results for your clients. They often prefer less and as long as it delivers what they really desire, then most clients don't want all the extra stuff. If you could create a course that gets them the result in an hour, people, that's more valuable to them than having 50 lessons to go through. (laughs) So it's definitely a myth that adding more is going to lead to higher income, more people booking, more people thinking you're super valuable. That is definitely a huge myth and something I always have to remind myself still. Am I adding too much to this to try to make up for the value that is provided here? Because sometimes it all boils down to your own self-worth and belief of what you are offering and how valuable what you're offering really is. So sometimes it's like a mind game in that sense. Myth number three To make more money, you must outsource and delegate. This is a huge myth that I believed for so long. And after seeing so many coaches and business consultants and just people I looked up to, they all were like, I have this big team. I outsource all of the things I don't like to do to someone else. I delegate all the tasks because I'm the (laughs) queen of the castle and I'm the CEO and I don't need to be doing these like mediocre small tasks like I don't need to be editing my podcast or I don't need to be posting Instagram or I don't need to be whatever whatever add to the list these are things that I saw and definitely believed for so many years so when I saw growth in our design business we almost had too many inquiries coming in and I would not know how to handle the inquiries because I didn't have enough time to respond to all of them and sometimes people would reach out and inquire and I wouldn't even reply to them so I was just so busy with all of that so I definitely believed that I needed to hire people. I need to hire a team, need to be more of a CEO, and I need to delegate some of these tasks because obviously we were pretty busy at the time. But in reality, you can achieve running your business and achieve more and do more things without hiring an army. You don't need a huge team to have success And you don't need a huge team to make a bunch of money in your business. While outsourcing has a place and delegating tasks can be really helpful, you don't need a large team to succeed. And I do outsource stuff in our business. I outsource accounting because I'm terrible at math and terrible at numbers. That was like the one thing where I'm like, I do not want to touch that ever. (laughs) So that was the first thing I outsourced, and it's still the only thing that we outsource. Everything else, Cody and I just do ourselves. I also, on occasion, will hire like a copywriter to help with a sales page or a photographer to help us do a new brand shoot. 
But I also do that myself at times. Like I will write my copy for my sales page. I will do our brand photos ourselves. And I've been able to successfully run our business without extensive teams. And it works perfectly fine. And I've been able to increase our revenue and our business income without having a team. It's definitely a big myth. I definitely believed that you needed that to grow. But honestly, the key to growing your business and kind of staying like a small team is really having clear boundaries, dialed in systems, structures, services that really work for you timing wise. And I'm going to be talking all about this in my upcoming free workshop. It's called How to Scale Your Creative Business Without Hiring a Team and Without Burning Out. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to be teaching you all the things that you need to know about operating a creative business that you want to keep small. You don't want to hire a team. If you are interested in that, definitely click the show notes and sign up for my free workshop. I'm so excited and I hope to see you there. All right, moving on. Myth number four. Discovery calls, custom proposals, and fancy pricing guides are a must. This is the opposite of basically what every everyone believes, but you're not obligated to do discovery calls or consultation calls if you don't enjoy them. You have the freedom to shape your business according to what you like and what your preferences are. You don't have to offer time-consuming calls that drain your energy and basically (laughs) make your life awful. I learned this the hard way. I absolutely do not like calls. What I have done is I don't do calls at all. I don't do discovery calls. I don't do consultation calls. Calls are reserved for my paying clients who pay for my energy and my time. My energy is so valuable to me that I don't do (laughs) I don't do free calls. I really don't. I thought I had to for so long because that is just like how it was done. That's how people did it. That's how I learned how to offer creative services. Like we had to get on a call to make sure we're the right fit. But calls drained my energy so much. If I had one call one day, it I would have to take a nap for the whole day because it was like awful. I even tried to batch calls, like make all the calls on Wednesday and it was just so draining for me. And then I would also create custom proposals for these clients. Custom proposals that really make them want to work with us. I'm putting custom packages on there. I'm making it all pretty for them. Only to send them and then this client doesn't even book. And then they ghost me basically. They don't even respond and say, oh, not right now, but maybe I'll reach out later or I've gone with someone else. Like people would just straight up ghost. So I spent so much energy on these like 30 to 45 minute calls, drained my whole energy for the day. Then I spent hours making these proposals because obviously I really wanted them to work with us. Like I was like, ah, we need these clients. It's like I'm going to do anything I can to convince them to hire us that we're the best option. So just a big reminder that you don't have to do any of those things to get clients or get people to work with you or make them value what you do. You get to decide what you want to do in your business and what works for you. You don't have to do anything you don't like to do. 
sometimes you do have to do a little bit of stuff you don't like to do, but you're not required to do all these extra things, calls, custom proposals, and spending all your time and energy on things that ultimately aren't really going to get people to work with you. Those are the four myths that I struggled with over the years. And they're just things I wanted to really myth bust because I don't want you to have to believe those things are necessary for you to grow your creative business or to have success. And I just don't want you to do things that you hate and (laughs) that just make you sad. If you're a creative service provider and you're looking to boost your income, reduce your workload And steer clear from expanding or hiring people in your business. And you just want to stick to being an independent solo creative entrepreneur. Then you should absolutely reserve your spot for my upcoming free workshop next week on January 31st, Wednesday at 11 o'clock a.m. Pacific. You should join me. I'm going to be talking about how to scale your creative business without the need for hiring a team or burning out. And I would just love to have you in there. It's going to be so much fun. So if you're in, just click the link in the show notes and I look forward to seeing you there. Thank you so much for joining me in this podcast episode. I would love if you left a review, if you left a comment, if you send me a DM on Instagram, let me know what you think of the podcast so far. If you have anything that you would like me to talk about on the podcast, let me know. I would love to hear your opinions and just know what you think and what I can do for you and how I can give value through this podcast outlet. Thank you so much and I will see you next time.